This is Live On Purpose Radio, episode 519, Selling with Dignity, with Harry Spade. Now is the only time to create and live the life you love. I'm Dr. Paul Jenkins, the positivity psychologist. My job is to connect you to powerful positive psychology principles that immediately upgrade your relationships, business, and mental health. Are you ready? Let's jump in. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. Joining me today is my friend, Harry Spate. He is the founder of Selling with Dignity. There is a book by the same title, and this man knows what he's talking about. I got to connect with Harry Spate recently when I was speaking at PodFest in Orlando, Florida, and he and I had some fun conversations. We're going to have another one today. Welcome, Harry, to Live on Purpose Radio. Hey, Dr. Paul, it's awesome to be here. Isn't this fun? Last conversation, so I'm looking, really looking forward to this one. Hey, you know, sales, let's jump right in because the the concept of sales has kind of a bad reputation in some people's minds. And it's because of a a little disconnect that happens occasionally in in the minds of those who are doing the sales. And I, I think you're tuned into this disconnect. So we'll probably reveal what that is as we get into it. But Harry, just to kind of cue this up for you, I think that essentially everything we do that involves interpersonal communication or interactions has something to do with sales. Is that kind of a bold statement? Oh, my goodness. So I've been saying that for a long time, that we're all in sales, and that came from long before me. But when you think about just the per, the uh, desire to persuade others, when mm-hmm. did that first happen in our lives? Because sales has to do with persuasion at times, right? So if you think about the very first time we tried to persuade someone, it was probably right out of the womb when we were looking to be uh, snuggled, to say the least, by mama, (laughs) right? So sales to me goes back all the way to the very beginning for us. You So you said persuasion, because sales is all about helping someone else understand and respond to a particular idea or offer or need that's going on on the other side. Exactly, yep. You use the example of a little baby. Little kids are better at sales than most adults, mm-hmm. I would say. True. Yeah. They spend 100% of their time trying to figure out how to get what they want or need. <laughs> and one of their strategies is ask for something all the time. Eventually, that says so this is not the type of selling. A lot of salespeople do this, by the way, too which is yeah. not selling with dignity. It is nonstop requests. And eventually mm-hmm. the buyer, typically the parents, get worn down. And after saying no a thousand times, they finally say yes. And then the floodgates open up a lot of times, right? So that 
type of selling, though, we see prevalent where people just annoy the heck out of their potential clients until we decide to block them or just go completely a different route because they think selling is uh, almost like bothering, you know? Right. Yeah. Pestering, annoying. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's about when you click the unsubscribe button. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Please take me off your list. I don't know how some people get my number. Right. Yes. Harry, this idea of selling with dignity. Tell us where that's coming from and what that's all about. This is going to be rich. Okay. All right. So I've you've heard of people say things like, I'm not cut out for sales. I'm not yeah. a natural salesperson. And people talking to me today would think, oh, Harry, you're such a natural. Well, mm -hmm. I wasn't always a natural. And so I came from uh, a mission background. I was driven by a higher purpose shortly out of high school. And I spent the next 10 plus years doing mission work, culminating with a couple of years in the Dominican Republic. Wow. Well, to support myself, I did janitorial work. And so I was, you know, missionary by day, janitor by night, you know, I cleaned restrooms, you name it, right? All mm -hmm. the ugly stuff that people in the cleaning business do, I did. Well, when we were finishing up the tour in the DR, so to speak, my wife asked about if we were ever going to have children. And I said, sure. And then thought, well, what could I possibly do? Because I certainly did not want to go back to the janitorial work. And, you know, people suggested, you, you know, they said things like, you'd be good in sales, Harry, you should try sales. And so I read a book called uh, The Greatest Salesman in the World by Og Mandino. Mm -hmm. That so struck a chord with me with coming from a place of service that each day I would greet with love in my heart. These are all the corny things that I felt like, uh, you know, I wanted to do as a missionary. I felt like, why not do that in sales? Yes. So that's what the start of it was. But the rude awakening, Dr. Paul, was I was on an island. <laughs> not a lot of people in the sales bullpen thought about greeting each day with love in their heart. Trust me, they felt like it was us against them. And, you know, we had to get what we wanted, which was the money, get the deal, and they would get a product. But it was not a lot aligned with uh, the greatest salesman in the world. So I was one that clearly stood out as very different in the sales bullpen. You know what? You just said something that I think needs to be captured here. As, as most of the people in this industry, and maybe it's not most anymore, but the ones that stick out and give us a bad taste in our mouth are out there because they want to get something. Yeah. And you can smell that. Oh, absolutely. From a mile away. Yeah. You, you want to run the other direction if somebody's trying to take or get you know, we, and we used to call it, you know, he's a real go-getter. Right. Yeah. Uh, I've, my, my friend Bob Berg co-authored yeah. a book called The Go-Giver with John right. David Mann. And, and it, it changes that approach. So you're talking about your missionary experience, for example, which is sales. Yeah. <laughs> it comes exactly. right down to it. 
Yeah. But look at the, the different focus. And you were so well prepped for this, Harry, because as a missionary, you're doing what? You're going out there to serve, to lift, yeah. to elevate, to bless people's lives. Absolutely. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. yeah. You're not trying to get anything, right? Although you right. will. That's the strategic side effect of what you call selling with dignity. Uh, because you're out there to serve and to bless. I think that's the core of it right there. Yeah, you nailed it. It is. That is 100% of the, the core. So we all know, I mean, the, the ancient texts were written, you know, thousands of years ago, and we all know them. We, we may not necessarily believe, but, you know, if you think about the things about giving first and then receiving later, putting others first over you, you know, the law of reciprocation, maybe not be written exactly word for word in those ancient scrolls, but they're there. And, mm -hmm. you know, I learned that in sales too. And so when you, now it's not like the, the light bulb came on all at once together that I said, I'm going to have this incredible strategy about giving. It came in pieces. And, mm -hmm. you know, so sometimes there was some back and forth where I went, well, everyone, I mean, they're, they're talking about taking, you know, show me the money. When I got into sales, uh, was big with Tom Cruise. I forgot the name of the movie, but he was like, show me the money. Show me. Right. When uh, yes. Cuba Gooding Jr. was telling him that. So Jerry Maguire. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry Maguire. Just came you. to me. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So the, those types, that type of thinking. And then you think of uh, the boiler room. Uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, always be closing. A lot of these things rubbed off on me, but they were dismissed shortly after because they're very, you know, cheesy and you felt dirty. So mm -hmm. it was like, so you're thinking, well, I was thinking, well, is this the way sales is supposed to be? But then it's like, you try it and it's like, oh no, no, because I feel gross. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the customer feels gross. They don't want to do business with me. So that's not right. So right. it was always going back to these ancient principles that we all know, and uh, you apply those in business and good things will happen, which is all stemmed around service, to say the least. Thoughts? You know, Harry, I'm thinking as you describe this to us so eloquently, that there's a difference between principle and technique. There are strategies or techniques that we apply in sales. And these are the ones that, that you've referred to a few times here, you know, with always be closing and, and mm -hmm. come up with the nail your offer kind of thing. I'm thinking right. of Lisa Sasevich and some of her great work in this area. Mm -hmm. and, and those techniques actually work when it's supported by the actual principles that you're talking about here. It, it's more about the come from, you know, like yeah. where where is the psychology that's going on in your own mind? Where is your focus? If your focus is on getting something, getting the clothes, making the quota, that's very different than if your focus is on opening the door for someone to receive what they already want or need, using your relationship to to lift and elevate others. And then you can apply some of the same techniques, but it feels different. 
Yeah, totally. I love it. Yeah. So this this concept, I think, really stems from you. I mean, you've heard of people say things like fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the psychological strategy behind that there, but that's another conversation. In yeah. sales, you cannot fake it for the long term. So an example right. is I'm going to be really nice to this person. They're a jerk. I'm going to be really nice to them, but they're a jerk and I'm going to get the business. Mm. Well, our face, I think you know this, right? Our face has about a gazillion muscles in it and we cannot fake those little micro expressions. So people will say, well, I can, I can smile. I can, you know, make eye contact, but there's going to be a little bit of a, a, a squint. There's going to be a little bit of a twitch of a muscle that's going to tell the person we don't like them. And they will say things like, I don't know what it is about that hairy guy. <laughs> I just don't feel good about it. And that is coming from the way we internally feel. And so yes. in sales, like this is where the beauty of, you know, I could go on for hours, but being aware. So one of the things I've looked at is people who are potential clients or prospects, customers, they have their own lives. I mean, this isn't brilliance, right? This is not a brilliant new thing, but they were doing something prior to speaking with us. So right. we interrupted them. We you know, took them out of their momentum for the day. We're now asking them questions. They've got other things on their mind. Their kid might be sick. They might be under tons of pressure on the job. They might be missing payroll. There's all kinds of things going on. And we're saying things like, when can we wrap this up? Um, I've got a deadline here. This deadline is only good until tomorrow. Are you going to do something? Are you going to do something or not? You got to let me know. And Mm so what we just did with all of that, no matter how much good we do, we just made it about ourselves. We took away the awareness. Any kind of time when we say it's about us, that's really what it's about. It's Mm -hmm. not about the other. You can say all you want. It's about the other person. But when you make it about yourself, that's when the colors are clear, right? That's where everyone knows what's behind the curtain. And no matter how much good you do, as soon as you make it, it's about me. It's all about you and that opportunity. And that's what turns people off. So no matter how good we could do, once we get into this, and then people will say things like, and I'll try not to go on a rant, but they'll say things like, well, I got the deal, Harry. I got the deal. And that's really what matters. And the question Mm. is, What's the relationship post deal? And a lot of people will have a hard time answering that because you ask things like, can you get back in touch with the people that bought from you? Do they want to see you? Mm. And the answer is, well, no, they only, they only will talk to me when they need something. Okay. So how are they viewing you? Are they viewing you as a trusted advisor? Are they viewing you as Bob Berg would say as a giver or is this as a person that comes around when it's time to get an order? 
And that's really the state of many in sales. At which point you're nothing more than a pushy vending machine. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly not there for the long term for the selling with, you know, where you're viewed as a partner and you're tied into that client. You can be replaced pretty quickly if you're that pushy vending machine, right? Right. Yeah. It's it's fun to be a psychologist. I, I bet. All right. Um, I can't wait. You know, I go to a party and people are like, well, I'm not a psychologist, but and then they give me their opinion. Right. And I'm like, I am. Right. Um, which doesn't give me any special superpowers. But I do tune into some of the subtleties that we miss. Occasionally, it's my business. What I do, my mm-hmm. job is to illuminate the obvious. Yeah, okay. Which is cool because I get paid to tell people things I already know. Mm-hmm. But there, there's all these obvious things that are unnoticed, and here's one of them. We personally know how to approach our potential customers or clients or the people we're in these sales conversations with when we tune into what we would like to to experience as a human being on planet earth Mm -hmm. and almost without exclusion i can ask people do you enjoy being sold to (laughs) and what do you think they say no No one says yes to that question no (laughs) people want to buy that is clear they do not want to be sold Mm-hmm. So when you understand that in your own psychology, will tell you this. There are things that you want desperately, that you need for yourself or your family. There, there are holes, there are pain points that you experience. And if a trusted friend gives you a solution to that, it's like, thank you. Right? right? Exactly. That's, Yep. That's the sales experience I want to have. Yeah. And then no. when you have that relationship, Dr. Paul, mm-hmm. you ask the person, do you sell anything else that I need? Because I want to work with right. you. Right. That's So that's the beauty of that relationship. When you are asked and then you have to say things like, well, no, I don't take care of that. But I know a person that does. That's a lot yes. like me or shares similar values. You know what else happens is that when you so beautifully address my pain, solve my problem, provide what I need, I'm looking around to see who else I know who has that same need. <laughs> and guess yeah. who I'm sending them to? Yeah, exactly. It's not nice. like you got to talk to my friend Harry Spate because yeah. he can answer that for you. He did it beautifully for me. And I know he can do the same thing for you. Harry is a salesperson. What do you think about referrals? Yeah, I think they're pretty good. (laughs) Do you think? (laughs) I think they're pretty good. Yes, we want referrals. I mean, because I mean, for for a couple of reasons, right? It's a pat on the back that you did a good job, Mm -hmm. and someone's putting their their reputation on the line by recommending you. That's right. Right. It's so when people can't get referrals, there's a reason. Sometimes it's just because they're not asking, but someone Mm -hmm. may not want to put the reputation on the line and say, Yeah, no, uh, not you, not you, Harry. 
nice guy and all, but you know, you close me really hard and it seems like you're always about the sales. So mm. yeah, I'll have to give it some thought as to who I know. Cause right now no one comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> right. Awkward. It's a hard ask. Awkward. Ah, there's a lot of directions we could go with this. I'm really queuing in on the relationship factor as we interact with people as other human beings on the planet. Nice. This is not a prospect. Right. You're, oh, you're I not, love it. You're not out there digging for gold. You're having you're having a conversation with another human being who has thoughts and feelings. And that's where the psychology of this is so important. Sales is not technique. Sales is principle. And yes, there are techniques. You know what they are. But you can have very, very different results because if you do the techniques without the principle, you're in trouble. Totally. I mean, so, all right. So a couple of things that come to mind on this about technique. Mm-hmm. There are people that will have dozens of closes, techniques. Yes. I don't think any of that's important. I, I think that if you can simply ask, would you like to go ahead and see what this looks like? Or do you want to make it official? That's probably a closing technique. Yeah. But it's just so casual, like... Do you want to go out for dinner? Do you want to go out and watch a movie? Right? It's not like, all right, I've got to think about how I can trap this person and get them to say yes 10 times in a row so that the 11th time I can say, so can you, or can we go ahead with the agreement? Mm-hmm. None of that stuff really matters when there is a human connection, right? When it's a two sided connection. I agree. People will expect it. And yes, there are strategies or things that you need to do in sales. I am not saying that sales is, I think there's a lot of naturalness to it, but there Mm -hmm. are clues along the way, right? There are people like, will say things like, so I'll give you an example. Um, How does this look so far? Yeah, it looks okay. All right, someone mm-hmm. will take that and run with it. They say, well, it looks okay. I'm going to run with it. Someone else who says, mm, they said, okay, they didn't say great. So mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up, so what does okay mean exactly? Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask the extra questions because I, I, I don't know what the strategy is. The strategy may be I, you want to understand where the person is. And we all have different different definitions of okay right i feel pretty good right Mm -hmm. it's pretty good worth changing making a big change for your company or your business is pretty good that or what are your concerns so what concerns so you know the whole other thing about objections you know overcome the objections i'm not a big believer in that either because Mm. you're answering to get to where you want to be not necessarily where the customer wants to be and so you can manipulate with overcoming objections and walk away with a signed order but not be viewed as a partner right getting right. real understanding solving their problem 
And, you know, when you're walking away and you say, well, I closed them hard and I got the business. Well, that to me, it shows that you're not a good, you're not selling with dignity. Let me put it that way. Closing Sounds a little hard. more like a little more like a bully. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're we're trained in sales. Unfortunately, this is the sales training that so frequently takes place. So you take all of these nice people and you put them in a room and you turn them into these hard closers. Always be closing. Look out for yourself. You've got a quota to hit. It's not about them. It's about you. You're you making the income you want, the shareholders, the promise, the commitments that we're making about our forecasts. That's what turns sales turns into. And so for someone who is not like that, it's hard not to fall into those traps, but you can avoid that, right? Once you, again, you become aware of it. You have to become aware of anything first and say, I don't want to be that way. And if you don't want to be that way, you can still become very successful by doing things the right way and getting the other pressures off your back just because you're doing the right thing and those pressures will go away. So as an an expert in sales, Harry, which you are, you're giving us permission to just be ourselves and be real and be authentic and to actually care about people. Yeah. Not to just say, oh, I care about you and you're faking it. You said earlier, you can't fake it. I think they'll know. I think the dog knows. If you're faking it, it comes with a totally different energy. Okay, so here's one where people bluff, right? Where they bluff, they know an answer to a question. Mm -hmm. That one is just comedy. Because when you speak with confidence and when you speak when you're bluffing, it's two different tones. There's two different different facial expressions. I mean, it's sort of like uh, playing poker and saying, well, no one's going to know I'm bluffing. Well, some will know, but people Mm -hmm. who ask the questions and they tell, they can tell by your answer and they will say, I don't like, and I coming from sales leadership, because I, you know, that's, I would go and ask people and they say, well, you know, I could tell the person that that answer wasn't accurate. It's like, then you have to go back to the sales rep and say, well, we can't give answers that just because we feel like we need to give an answer, we bluff. Right. We don't make educated guesses where someone's going to invest tens of thousands of, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. An educated guess means all you have to do is say, I don't have the answer definitively, but I'll get back to you by close of business. Right. Right. It's, that one's very easy. I've said that about a million times and it's way better. And when I have, and trust me, I've said where I thought I knew and I said, I can get away with this one. Cause I'm pretty sure. And then I go, Oh, sorry. What I said, oops. Is, right. I mean, it happens because yeah. I mean, we, the more we talk, the more there's a chance. I think that we, whatever, we get overly confident. Sometimes I'm not saying there's not going to be mistakes, but when you know you don't know the answer, just say, I'll get back to you by close of business. It's not an embarrassment. I was speaking Unless you them. don't intend to get back with them. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't get back by close of business, you better say before close of business, I'm having a hard time reaching someone who's going to help me with that. So it might be 
by noon tomorrow. Is that cool? And they yes. will so appreciate that because you're thinking you, you're going to find someone. Sometimes they, people get tied up or they don't respond as quickly as you like. But, you know, give yourself some window to get an answer. But just don't blurt something out because that exposes you as someone that is ready to compromise for a deal. And that's, you know, that's not good for the long term. Mm. I love that you're giving us this permission to be real, mm-hmm. to be authentic. It, it's all too often that we take the sales training and then we go paste it on without the the intent or the relationship behind it. And, and it's the relationship that will build trust. It's the trust that has people uh, experiencing a, a completely different outcome. Totally. On both sides of that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it, there is no reason. And this is what I speak, tell to my clients all the time mm. when they think that they have to be someone other than who they really are, right? Being their genuine, authentic, real self. I ask a simple question. Do you have friends? Mm. Yes. What do your friends like about you? They'll tell me. Mm -hmm. Do you have to fake it to be around your friends? No. (laughs) Okay. So you can be your genuine, real self about your friends and there are traits that you have that they will like. Do you think there are other people like your friends that will like you and want to be around you and will want to buy from you? just because of who you are and how you act. Oh, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's really what right. it is. Right. Your friends like yeah. you for re- for reasons, not just a reason, but for reasons. And there'll be other people that will connect with you. And if you work on your skill sets a little bit, becoming, I'm not saying manipulate people. I'm just saying skill no. sets like be, becoming more aware. Thinking about what does it mean to serve others? What does it mean to provide value? How can I provide value for others versus I got to get the sale or all the pressure goes on me because I know this conversation is going to be important. I really need this business. I got to do a good job. It's me, me, me. And instead of saying, take the pressure off and say, think about how you can serve the person across from you. And yes, when you're yes. uptight, and like I'll tell you, uh, this one, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear your opinion on this. If you're uptight and you feel like you're holding your breath too much and you're mm-hmm. not breathing naturally, then you're not doing something right. You're <laughs> not comfortable in your skin for that moment, for whatever reason. So right. just breathe and serve and you don't have to be you know what are they going to say next right just breathe show how i can provide value i'm going to serve this person yes and whatever comes back to me i'm going to breathe and if i don't know the answer i'm going to say you know that's an outstanding question and it deserves an outstanding response which i don't have right now <laughs> and you can be real about that. That's right. I mean, the self-deprecation yeah. is 
huge. When you can laugh at yourself, and most of us can, we're, we get you know mm-hmm. tied up in our mindset of business that we have to be different. But when you can be yourself like you are in front of your friends and start poking fun at yourself, people see you're natural. And that's what mm-hmm. they probably say about me. You're a naturalist because I'm just who I am. Right. When you're just who yes. you are, people just are, they're going to love you because of who you are. And then just learn to bring them through a sales process. Those are things I can help with, but I'm not going to turn you into some hard closer that's going to be cutthroat. They're going to walk away with 90% close ratios and all this nonsense that people say. We're going to 10 X your business in 90 days. Uh, we can 10X your business, but not in 90 days, right? I mean, unless you're writing like a buck. But, you know, you get the idea, right? Have a little fun with that. <laughs> Harry, how hard was it for you to convince me to put you on my mic today? <laughs> I had to I had to call you like seven. No, I think you saw a post of mine and said, you know, we got to get together. Like we spoke about our first meeting. When we first met, it's like we had a connection and we said, yes, this is uh, and this is the human connection, right? Because you were being real. I was being real. We could see that we had a lot in common. We enjoyed the interaction. I I didn't even know what you did at the time. I just (laughs) enjoyed talking to you. And then when we reconnected, wow, it was it was just easy, right? Right. Yeah. The close <laughs> yeah. to get you on my podcast was pleasant and easy for me and for you. Absolutely. And here we are having this conversation. Yeah. One last thought, and then I'm I'm going to let you go because I know you've got all kinds of fun things and people to serve <laughs> and bless today. But um, I this is an idea that I share a lot of times in my parent coaching. Somebody has to be attached to the outcomes. If it's you, it's not them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really true in sales because if, if you as the person offering the service, and I like to think of sales as opening the door for someone Mm -hmm. to, to receive what they already need and want, you're simply opening the door for them. If you are attached to the outcome, the person that you're talking to is is going to detach from the outcome a bit. Wow. And this works in parenting too, especially with teens. I mean, you think about it when parents are yeah. so determined about some outcome for their teams, they get all this pushback. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and it's very similar. So somebody's got to be attached familiar. to the outcome. Yeah. yeah. You can relate to this. I can relate you? to that, having raised three teens. So oh wow. Harry, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today. The book is called Selling with Dignity. Harry, you've got a podcast as well. Tell us about that and how people can connect best with you. Yeah. So if they go to sellingwithdignity.com, then they will find the podcast as well and uh, find me on LinkedIn. But if you search for Selling with Dignity, the spelling of my name is kind of weird. So um Selling with dignity is typically pretty easy. So we'll just keep it at that. And uh, Selling with dignity. Yep. With Harry Spate. And that's spelled S-P-A-I-G-H-T. We need a G and an H in there and an I. And uh, People would love to spell S-P-A-T-E, but it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Well, selling with dignity, that's easy yeah. to remember, folks. 
You've heard it from the master of selling with dignity. Still learning. Not only the master, but the founder and author. Yeah. This <laughs> um, has been Harry, fun. Thank Harry, you for thank having you so me. Much. And yeah. I really appreciate what you're doing. And you know, the psychology of other of people and business is just uh something we all can do a better job at and understand instead of being so frustrated with you know, maybe a lack of results at times, or maybe the mm. person's not understanding us. So, you know, getting right. some insight from you is what I'm looking forward when I get you on uh, the the podcast in return. So <laughs> that will be fun as well. Folks, you've heard it. It's time to apply it. Let's go live on purpose. Did you get what you came for? Give yourself the gift of taking real action on what you realized today. Please share this episode with someone you know would value it and leave us a rating too. It's time now to live on purpose. <laughs>